Hello, welcome everybody. SF Live episode 229 on this Tuesday. Uh, and I'm excited to be joined by Asante Gold and uh, Douglas Macquarie, uh, President and CEO, is joining me. And uh, I'm looking forward to the conversation. They're an upcoming gold producer and uh, about six months away from production. And uh, they're just running through financing and all the good things right now. So it's, I'm excited to be catching up with them. Uh, he'll give us the rundown, whether they're still on schedule, what inflation looks like, how COVID is affecting their production schedule. and all. Uh, really excited to have him on. Uh, but before we switch over to our guest, before I officially welcome our guest here, and uh, be, please be reminded to follow us on YouTube, follow us on Twitter, make sure to hit the like and subscribe button as well. That helps with the YouTube algorithm so other investors can see our videos as well. We do all of them live. That way you can hear it straight from the CEO, straight from the president. It's unfiltered, unedited, and uh, I'm sure I'm making Douglas nervous here just saying that, but uh, it is true. It, I'm trying to replicate the physical experience that we usually have at conferences. So trying to emulate uh, what I usually do when I meet uh, CEOs one-on-one -on -one, uh, at, at the shows. So trying to switch over now, I'll switch over to my guest. And uh, Douglas, it's great to welcome you. Uh, great to see you again. Uh, happy New Year, actually. It's, uh, I'm going to say it until the 31st of July. So uh, uh, July, January. Happy Happy New Year. Great. Same to you, Kai. Thanks a lot for uh, for hosting us today. Yeah, apologies for the quick delay. I managed to blow a fuse here in the house and blew out my internet. So... <laughs> We're just running a couple well, of minutes behind. What's what's a what's a Zoom call without technical difficulties? <laughs> exactly. Can you hear me? Yeah, yeah, great. Yeah, yeah. I can see you moving too. That's good. <laughs> Fantastic. Great stuff. Um, Douglas, the first time on SF Live. I uh, always love kicking things off with a quick introduction to the company. Maybe you can give us a quick 30, 60 second rundown. Okay, so Santi Gold, we're a Canadian junior explorer. Uh, uh, as of six months ago, and uh, listed on the Canadian Securities Exchange. Uh, we had one main project, which was called the Kubi Gold Project, uh, 350,000 ounce, uh, fairly high grade deposit in Ghana, which we uh, were are in, in the process, we were in the process of putting into production. And, uh, you know, we're uh, basically uh, made an acquisition in August of this year. Uh, we picked up the uh, Bibiani Gold Project from uh, Resolute Mining. And uh, yeah, things have changed rather rapidly. So we've basically gone from a $5 million market cap to closer to $250 million market cap. Um, uh, on, the, on, the, on the back, that there's a two and a half million ounces worth of resources there. And uh, we've modified the plan to develop it as, a, as an open cut resource rather than uh, what Resolute was planning to do was an underground. And of course, open pits have the advantage of earlier cash flow. And so I think the market appreciated the, that, 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 that change. We're in a very good environment, Ghana. There's lots of big mines here, lots of 10, 20 million ounce deposits. I believe Bibiani is one of those 10 to 20 million ounce deposits. Um, it's been operated for uh, since almost 100 years and has produced 5 million ounces to date. And uh, we believe this structure goes down a long way. It's two kilometers long, a mile and a, mile and a half long. So it's, it's just a monster that we've, uh, we've bit into here. Yep. Fantastic. And uh, since you mentioned Bibiani, let, let, let's start there, I guess. Um, $70 million was the total acquisition cost, correct? You want to uh, 90 million deal, US. 90 million. I knew it was 90, split into three parts. So, Sure, sure, sure. 90 million US. We, we made the deposit of 30 million. And then every six months, we have another $30 million payment. Uh, we currently, uh, we announced the uh, refurbishment of the mill. So it's a full 
three million ton per year uh, mill on the on, on, on the property it was built around the late 1990s by Ashanti Goldfields, and they operated the mine. So they operated for four or five years at 200,000 ounces per year. And so everything was tickety-boo, everything was working just fine. The gold price uh, was a little low, and they had a pit failure that, uh, you know, uh, so they had to basically, uh, the production dropped in half, and then it dropped in half again. Price of gold was too low, so they said bye-bye, and they sold it. And essentially, it's gone through three or four owners in between them and us, but essentially no production. So that two and a half million ounces is still sitting there. Uh, so, I mean, it's like... Uh, it's like somebody had this fantastic mine and they covered it over with a, uh, with a, with a nice heavy cloth. And uh, 10, 15 years later, we came by and take the cloth off and hey, surprise, <laughs> it's a wonderful mine that will produce 200,000 ounces per year. Oh, and so that, we, if I may jump in there, like uh, what, what's the capex for removing the cloth there? Okay, so basically the, uh, the refurbishment of the mill to bring it up to 2020 to 2021 standards is 26 million US dollars. So we're about 35, 40% of the way through that. And that's basically replace everything that's rubber, replace the seals, replace the conveyor belts, uh, rework re, re uh, every, every motor, take out every major component, uh, new mill liners, new control system, new gravity concentrator, new, uh, new something else in concentrator, new gold room, uh, new control room, new security room. So all of that comes in for $26 million. And uh, at that point, I would essentially have a mill that's good for 2.7 million tons per year. And uh, will give us around a 90, 92% recovery rate. Fantastic. So are you going to do any exploration on it as well, or just going to see uh, like two and a half million? What's the mine life going to be on that one? Yeah, so the, 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 path, the plan now is to, uh, we're basically completing a NI-43101 uh, mining plan, yeah, which will be uh, delivered in the, say, the second quarter of, uh, of 2022. And in the meantime, we've already gone ahead with a uh, uh, the, the, the mining contract. So we, we've picked a uh, mining contractor. They're already mobilizing equipment. There's like 175 pieces of heavy equipment that are coming in. And uh, the basic plan is to produce 170,000 ounces of gold in our first year. And the, 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 the first gold pour will be in July of this year. Wow, that's so 170,000 ounces. It, it's an extremely tight timeline. And, and, and Kyle, the only reason we can do that is because, it, it, like I say, the, the thing was just covered over. We know the metallurgy. We know the, the mine site is built. There's, you know, uh, all the infrastructure is there. The tailings pond is there. The facilities are all permitted. The, uh, you know, there's currently 900 people on site. So it's a busy little, like an anthill, very <laughs> people running everywhere doing their jobs. So we're on this very tight, very tight, but deliverable timeline. Okay, so I don't often have, a, have an up and coming producer on the show. So I was asking, like, what does it feel like with supply chains right now as well? You said you don't have to play, replace much, but you still have to replace a few parts and a lot of rubber parts as well. How is that looking right now? It's, you know, my understanding, all the lead, uh, long-term lead items were ordered months ago and everything's on schedule. So not expecting any surprises there. Plus, Ghana is, you know, the largest gold producer in Africa. 
you know, and, uh, you know, it's a, it's a 5 million ounce per year uh, country, uh, produ production country-wise. There's uh, all the majors, all the big majors are here. And that means all the major mine suppliers are here. Lots of spares, all sorts of things. So uh, the mining contractor we picked actually has all the equipment available. So they're just moving from point A to point B. It's not, it's not really very far they have to move. I mean, there's no long supply lines there at all. Okay, um, you, you said you're halfway through the spend already, and uh, I was, it's, it's a great segue to, to talk about capital structure and of course funding situation as well. Because uh, I, I watched one of your CEOs interview from Mind's Money actually, and he said uh, that, uh, that there's financing discussions going on right now. Um, how much are you looking for still and uh, how, how is that progressing? Okay, yeah, yeah, that you, you looked at the interview of Dave Anthony, and uh, you know he's, he's he's our COO, and he's just doing a super job. He's he's built mines before in much tougher places than Tanzania. Dave actually says this is one of the easier easiest projects he ever he's ever had. So, you know, it's only nine hundred people on site, and <laughs> one hundred fifty million dollars. What's what's yeah, cool, cool. easy easy Sunday morning. Exactly. So uh, the, we're, we're currently in the uh, in negotiations for 100 and per, uh, up to 135 billion U.S. dollars, and uh, we're we're essentially want to do that in an in, in as non dilutive a way as possible. And so I would expect uh, there'll be some news, say, within the next 30 days on that. Is that uh, so non dilutive? Let's, can, can I, I can speculate, you can, you can shut me down, say no comment, but uh, would that potentially include a royalty or a stream? Do you have any byproducts you could stream out of the mine? Uh, no, we've actually, we actually looked at a couple of those, but they weren't very attractive. Uh, the problem with the gold forwards is, you know, we only have to sell 60,000 ounces to raise 100 million US on a gold forward. Unfortunately, uh, you know, they want to tie up the rest of your production for forever. <laughs> so, you know, we, 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 Asante believes that we should pay our shareholders. So, so we don't want to tie up our gold forever. We, we think we're on the verge of a major gold market. And uh, I, you know, uh, I've been studying gold since I was 18 years old. And uh, I think we're, we have a super bull gold market on our hands here in the next year or two. So by non-dilutive, we're talking uh, project back debt, we're talking uh, perhaps a convertible, you know, it'll be mainly debt, but small portion convertible. We're talking uh, infrastructure loans, you know, uh, we're talking perhaps a gold forward with, uh, you know, a, a very friendly part, uh, party. Uh, we have two major shareholders in the company, Kel, and uh, both of them are, are uh, Dubai based. And as, as you know, there's some big refineries in Dubai and, uh, uh, an awful lot of the, of the gold production from Ghana actually goes the Dubai route. So, you know, I, I both, both of our major shareholders have, have expressed an interest in actually uh, getting involved in, 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 in uh, taking the gold from us down the road. So, Just to jump in and clarify, that's for Jaira Holdings and Emerald Resources, each owning 14.9%. Is that correct? Okay, that's fully diluted 14 uh, and uh, straight equity 19.6 at the moment. Oh, fantastic. Okay. So uh, they're both sitting at 40% of, uh, or in, in combined, of course. So yeah, they obviously have an interest for this to be successful. Right. And uh, in the case of Emerald, they're, uh, you know, they're, they're in three countries in Africa and very aggressive, extremely well-funded. Uh, 
and they're, they're looking to get much bigger. And so basically a strategic investment into Asante. Likewise with Fujara, Fujara is an investment holding company. You know, they're, they're obviously an oil producer and uh, they're looking for, uh, again, uh, strategic investments outside of the oil industry. Yeah. And they came in, just again, again, clarify again, they came in in August, right? When you raised about $76 million, is that correct? That, that's right. That's right. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Um, since we're on the topic of cap structure, let's just wrap this up here real quick. 253 million shares outstanding. And uh, that's right. 81 million uh, warrants and options the, outstanding as well. What, what are the strike prices of that? Uh, the strike prices vary from, I think, 15 cents up to, up to uh, is it 75 cents. And uh, are, are those being exercised right now? I'm assuming so, based on the current oh, share price. Oh, sure. <laughs> you know, you know, warrants and options—they don't get exercised till the last day. If your broker calls you, if the broker doesn't that's call, it. they usually expire worthless. I've noticed. <laughs> yeah, that's right. No, these these ones are are in the money for uh, you know quite a, quite uh, quite nicely, and uh, you know I'm sure they'll all be exercised, but uh, maybe a little later. Okay, fantastic. Um, one last question on the cap structure. I've noticed you are listed on the CSE. Um, you are in financing discussions right now. Um, are there any plans to uplist or is there any blowback or feedback, neg negative feedback actually on the, on the listing itself? Do you have to change listing it, venues? You know, that's, that's interesting question. Um, I've got lots and lots of shareholders all over the world that have no problem at all with our listing and getting quotes and buying stock or selling stock. There are some that have problems. So we've decided to, uh, to seek a listing on the Toronto Stock Exchange and uh, you know, that will hopefully happen in the next, uh, let's say in the next quarter. No, okay, interesting. Because I've been hearing from funds as well. They have like in their, what would you call it? In their bylaws, they, have, they just can't buy CC stocks, for example. They just can't, right? So that's why I was wondering like how, how that feedback, how, what kind of feedback you've been getting since you are in the pre-production stage as well, so. Um, well, that, that's right. So most of our financing to this point has not been institutional. So it hasn't been a problem at all. Uh, all. All of our major financings have been private placements to, you know, to uh, accredited investors. So. Okay, one, one last follow up on the, no, on, the, on the cap structure, actually. And one thing I've noticed, you have 25.5% Ganon retail or Ganon retail. Uh, how, how did that come about? That's a number you don't see too often. And uh, retail okay. from Ghana holding. Uh, right. So, so on a uh, again on a uh, fully diluted basis, it's for it's thirty nine percent. Oh wow! Yeah. So that was a very strategic investment we did uh, at the fifteen cent level, and uh, the the object was, you know, you you you've heard this resource nationalization uh, rear its head all over the world, and so we said, okay, we're going to based uh, company. I've, I've worked in Ghana since 1993. So what is that, 28, 29 years. Um, uh, we have major uh, board directors are Ghanaian and uh, the projects are here. Um, we're, we, 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 we plan to grow here. So why not have a major shareholder base here? And so based on that, uh, we raised, I think it was seven and a half million dollars at that uh, 15 cent price level and brought in uh, uh, quite, a, quite a series of uh, high net worth Canadian investors. No institutions, it was all you know, investors. And uh, then we also said, look, let's list on the Ghana Stock Exchange. You know, let's, uh, 
you know, walk, walk, uh, walk, uh, walk, walk to talk. walk instead <laughs> of just doing walk. talk to talk. Yeah. So, uh, so hopefully in the next, I would say again, in the next month, we hope to be listed here and that'll, that'll create some really interesting arbitrage opportunities. Interesting. Yeah. It's an interesting route. Okay. That's uh, also an ESG aspect to a degree as well, I guess, a box you can tick. Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, uh, you know, and and opportunities come along. And I think Ghanaian companies with lots of Ghanaian shareholders, well, there'll be Ghanaians that bring us Ghanaian opportunities. (laughs) Well, Ghanaian opportunities to grow the company as well. sounds like uh, I I keep jumping around. It's interesting to have that conversation because now you uh, open the door to opportunities. And uh, I, I had another question lined up as well. It's, might as well throw it in there. We're done with cap structure, but you just invested $5 million in uh, Roscan Gold as well. Um, I'm wondering what the, the thinking behind that was and how it fits in the strategic plan. Okay, well, that's, again, was an opportunity that came, came along. The, uh, the, uh, the president of Roscan happens to be a Ghanaian. And the chairman of Roscan happens to be a Ghanaian, of which uh, both of these gentlemen are well known to myself and some of my other directors and are very well known in the mining business. And so uh, that opportunity came along. They, they were looking to raise some money and uh, they got a fantastic project in Mali. And we, uh, some of my directors have visited it and they're excited about it. So we said, okay, why not? Um, I see just today they came out with a rather, some rather spectacular intersections. I think the stock's up a little bit today. So we're up, I don't know, 20 or 30% on that investment at the moment. So, but it's just for investment purposes, or is there more, more to it? I know I'm, I'm poking the bear a little bit, see what comes out. Well, you know, it's a, it's a funny world. Uh, uh, you know, it, it, let's just fast forward uh, speculation. We, uh, our mine comes in as planned in July. We are producing 170,000 ounces a year. Our, our, uh, our uh, financing is primarily non-dilutive. Um, we think there'll be, as, you, as your title, uh, a major revaluation in the shares uh, to the upside. Well, once that happens, uh, we can do an awful lot of, um, what's the word, prospecting with share capital. Okay. Nope. And my, my little juniors, received. yeah, little juniors that have not moved up significantly, um, well, maybe they'll find the, the, the Asante platform of interest. Um, you also have a second project in, uh, in, in Ghana as well, the Kubi project. Is that shelved right now? Is there any work going on? Um, what are the plans? No, actually, actually it's, uh, it's very much uh, a part of our plans. It, uh, Kubi uh, is basically, we're waiting for an, a governmental permit, an EPA permit. We recently got the forest access permit and uh, uh, about two thirds of the ore body is actually under the forest reserve. Now, Kubi is an underground mine, so that's not a problem. But to get into the forest to do drilling and et cetera, we needed an EPA permit. So as soon as we get that, and again, we're expecting that any time, uh, God willing, uh, they, say that, they say that a lot in Ghana and it, hey, it works. Uh, then we'll get in there and we'll do a rather aggressive drill program. We believe there's a significant amount of oxide ore that could be accessed quite quickly, could be stuck on a, on a truck. It's hundred kilometers to Bivian. So there's no reason we can't use it as a satellite pit and move, uh, move that. The, the initial stage is at Bibiani, 
we're moving quite a bit of waste to clean up things and to get a bit more ore in there is a good idea. But secondly, we, we plan to go to full scale on a, uh, build, uh, the portal in the decline and uh, get that going uh, again uh, as, soon as, as soon as possible, underground resource to reserve drilling, and then hopefully be in production in that one within around a year or so, year and a half. That, that's an aggressive and tight timeline. Yeah, fantastic. Uh, I'm just looking at it in my cheat sheet here a little bit. Uh, you actually have decent grades, 5.3 grams. Uh, I'm looking at here um, overall. It, they produced uh, at 3.65 uh, grams in the past from, from the asset. Is that correct? Well, yeah, that's right. So uh, Ashanti mined 56,000 ounces out of the pit in around the year 2004, 2005. Uh, at, at that grade, 3.6 grams. So that's just the oxide. So that's the kind of grade we expect to get. Uh, again, the pit stopped when they got into the forest, but the rest of it's still there, so why not? Underground is a bit of a, uh, uh, we've, we did a, a geophysical modeling uh, a, year, a year and a half ago. And it, it turns out that the structure that hosts the ore body uh, has huge continuity to depth. We see about three to four kilometers of continuity to depth. Now that's not the ore body, that's the structure that hosts it. But the Golden Ghana is almost all vertical. So if you've got grades five to 10 grams per ton at the surface, yes, we only have 350,000 ounces, but that's only within the top three, 400 meters. So if one projects it, that maybe one to two, three kilometers down. Yeah, it could be a multi-million ounce high-grade deposit. Could. When you say massive maybe. exploration program at it, it's like, can you put some numbers around meters or is that too early to tell? Um, around which? Uh, meters, uh, for, for, for Kubi, how many meters of drilling you're planning and uh, will, will you drill deep? Will oh, you okay. poke a couple deep holes in as well? Okay, sure. That, that is part of, part of the plan still is, uh, is to do a couple of deep holes. But basically, the major plan is to get underground and from underground do resource to reserve drilling. So there's a, that's a two million US dollar program that's planned. Yeah. Well, that's, okay, that's not too bad, actually. And uh, that should be it's typical. Look. It's typical in these, these type of mines, you basically get two or three years ahead of uh, ore reserves ahead of you. It, it makes little uh, economic sense to spend a million dollars on a drill hole to find ore. You're not going to mine for 15 years. <laughs> the accountants, the accountants get mad at you, and the shareholders say, "Oh, you've diluted the stock." To, yeah, the, you know, sort of. Oh, you can afford it if you go into production. It's more the putting the cherry on top for the next guy, right? So, and got to leave that, some, that's right. some blue sky for the next guy. Um, on, on the table as well and just take it all by yourself. Um, I have a couple more That's questions. We're jumping around a little bit now, but um, back, back to Bibiana, you're, you're doing open pit obviously, or going back to the open pit plan and idea. Is there any plans or can you foresee in the life of mine that you'll transition back to underground again? Is that? Uh... Oh, abs absolutely. The, uh, the, the structure that hosts Bibiani is of course, a hundred kilometers long, maybe more. It, it also hosts the Chirano mine, which is like 30 kilometers to the south. That's a multi-million ounce producer owned by Kinross. Then at Bibiani, the two kilometers of the main structure have produced 5 million ounces of gold, essentially from the top 400 meters. Well, you do the math on that. That's, you know, that's, uh, that's uh, like 10 million. Uh, what am I trying to say? That's a million. Um, God, I just went brain dead. Is 10,000 ounces 
per vertical meter. That's 10, a lot. That ounces. Is a lot. And that's proven, that's, that's been mined. Yeah. Well, we see no reason that this structure should not go down several kilometers, which would be 1.2 kilometers beneath the deepest drill hole, which gives those type of grades and widths, 5, 10 meters of 5, 10, 20 grams per ton. Extremely high grade, big widths, and big continuity. So, uh, you know, we, we have no problem seeing a underground mine commencing, say, four or five years down the road, feeding uh, 10 gram per ton material to the mill to supplement whatever other oxide resources we, uh, or I should say, surface resources we find. Yeah. The, the current pit is going to be deepened down to 350 meters. And it will basically take in 1.6 million ounces of the 2.5 million ounce resource. After that, we, 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 you know, it'll be the underground. Um, the the 1.6 is after the recoveries have been applied? Is that or minus recoveries? Well, so. out of the risk, yeah, that's, that's right. It's just that the, the pit only goes so deep. And so some of the current resource is below the current pit design. Gotcha, fantastic. Douglas, like we're at the end of our time here. Like we had a fantastic hey. conversation. Uh, we, we talked a lot, like I just want to wrap up, put a bow around it, but I just want to talk near-term near catalysts. Uh, I think debt finance or financing package is probably the next big announcement coming up. Uh, anything else we should be looking out for? Well, you know, like I say, there's always opportunities. And, uh, you know, Kubi, by, by all means, we're, we're uh, you know, hopefully be an announcement on that as well. Um, the start of the start, the mining contractor arriving and the start of, my, of, of mining, all of that, the first gold pour. Uh, and, uh, you know, we're, we're drilling the satellite pits. We've actually had some pretty good results on some of the satellite pits. So I just I just think, uh, you know, it's going to be just a lot of uh, not a lot of news flow between now and July. Yeah, so, one of the few uh, developers actually that actually will have a lot of news flow. And since your time to, timeline to production is only six months, it should be easy to fill that gap, I guess, right? Yeah, so it's going to be exciting. Well, so we'll keep in touch, eh? Oh, for sure. Douglas, thank you so much for joining me. So, ap apologies for the delay again, and uh, it was a great conversation. And uh, good, good, good luck, and uh, I'll keep a close eye on it. All right, okay, great. Well, we'll talk Fantastic. again. Everybody thanks. else, thanks for Cheers. joining us. This was SF5 Cheers, episode uh, 229, and uh, we were joined by Douglas McQuarrie, and uh, they're ramping up production or going into production actually in July and uh, they're on time, on budget, on target, on schedule and everything. And uh, really curious to see what the next steps are. Financing package is the next, uh, next big item here as well. And uh, make sure to follow us, follow us on YouTube, follow us on Twitter, at Soar Financial on each uh, platform. And uh, leave a like, leave a comment as well and uh, help us with the algorithms. Thanks so much. And uh, we'll be back with more tomorrow. Thanks. Oh, perfect timing. <laughs>